Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No this meeting is being recorded. I'm doing good. I'm actually not that tired. Um, I guess having Father's Day kind of helps that, but yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a fun week, that's for sure. Well, that's really good, and and Happy Father's Day. I'm glad you had a great Father's Day. Um, let's jump right into the NBA, though. Oh my gosh, uh, these semifinal series were unbelievable, particularly in the Eastern Conference. So let's start. Let's start with Sixers Hawks. And we'll jump into Bucks and uh, Bucks and, and the Nets in a second. The recording has stopped. This meeting is being recorded. All right. I, I don't know why she said that again. But anyway, um, I, let's, let's start with the Sixers and Hawks. And then we'll jump into Bucks Nets because there's a lot. In, and then we'll also uh, jump into the West. But the Eastern ones were just unbelievable. So Hawks and Sixers, what what was some of your thoughts? Well, <clears throat> I have to give credit where credit's due. Trey Young, I think, is now kind of shown that he's one of the budding stars in the league. Um, I think that a lot of people will focus more on the Sixers, and I'll get to that in a sec. But like, I think a few guys that are very underrated there. I hate saying it because of the former Nick aspect, Gallinari has been, I think, a very nice piece to that Hawks team. He can still play, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Clint Capella ah. is one of those guys that I didn't really like. Like, I thought, oh, he's okay. But I think he's really stepped up big there. Yeah. And also, I I can't underestimate how much the head coaching has been. Because, like, the Hawks were a team looking like a lottery team. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the head coaching changed, and they, like, I'd have to look. I think they have one of the top four records in the NBA once once they fired their head coach. So Yeah, and McMillan didn't want the job because that was his friend, you know, uh, that brought him in as yeah. assistant coach. Um, so he really didn't want the job. But, I, yeah, man, the coaching has been phenomenal. Yeah, um, but also the Sixers, they blew leads of 26 points. They've blown leads of 18 Doc Rivers is starting to have that rep of a guy that can't hold any kind of playoff lead. 
Um, but I think also the biggest thing, like, and we'll talk about the Nets. The Nets aren't like at a point where they're like, man, we should just blow it up. I think that the Sixers might be. Ben Simmons took, I believe it was three shots in all seven games in the fourth quarter. Um, the guy shot worse from the free throw line than Shaq did in the playoffs. Wow. So I think it's just a really, really. The recording has stopped. Meeting is being recorded. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is Ben Simmons, he could probably thrive on certain teams, but I feel like the Sixers isn't the right team for him. I think he needs a team where he can go into the lane because, like, the Sixers, their their offense goes around Joel Embiid. So, like, Simmons can't really drive in because Embiid is in there and he's such a force down there. Put him on a team with a lot of perimeter shooters, like, this is not the best comparison, but say, like, a team like Golden State Mm. um, or even, honestly, like, this would be crazy if they did it, but, like, a team like the Nets where, like, you have a lot of, like, perimeter shooters, I think it could work for him. But sometimes, especially, like, now you look at it, I, f- I forgot exactly the number. There's a lot of teams that have made the conference finals since the last time the Sixers had. The Hawks have made the conference finals twice since they drafted Embiid. The trust the process thing, it's been a very, very long process. I don't know if it's about still having that patience, but also you look at it. Would they beat the Nets in a seven-game series? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they would beat the Bucks either. So I'm hoping that the Sixers will look at this and maybe they say, let's kind of take a different approach. They're not going to fire Doc Rivers after a year, but I think Ben Simmons is probably going to be one of those guys that's on the market. Maybe the Knicks? Yeah. But I don't know if they would do that either. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I you you summed it up great. The only couple of quick things I'll add is um, blowing that twenty six point lead with two minutes left in the third quarter. I mean, I, you know, I you just a ch- championship teams can't let that happen. And Ben Simmons, that, that was just so tough to. I felt so bad for him, you know, and because he. And I'm sure you saw last night, it, I guess it was about two or three minutes left, and he had an open dunk, and he didn't even want to take that. And it it, it was just, he, he went from being one of the better players in the league to just, I, I mean, it's to me, it seems like it, it happened really quick. But they, I, I agree. I think um, a change of scenery is probably best for him to, to get him to restart. Um, and that probably isn't the team for him, but... Uh, the Sixers have work to do. I, I couldn't. I couldn't put my finger on through that whole series what it was that that team was lacking. You know. Um, you know they had like JJ Redick. You know I think even last year. I don't remember if JJ Redick was in last year, but they they had players that could spread the floor a little bit. So that you're right, Simmons used to could go in. Now it's like, you know, they're all kind of clogged in there. It's it, it's just odd. And some of these really, they've got some really talented young players coming off the bench. This Shake Milton and, you know, the the other two kids that were in there were really, really good. Uh, a lot of talent. But um, they just seemed like they weren't ready for, for this series. Uh, it's almost like the Hawks snuck up on not only the Knicks, but also on the Sixers. Even though this went seven games, 
I never got the feeling that they were totally shutting the Hawks down. The games they won were pretty close. I think they won one by 11, right? But uh, the other games were pretty close. And yeah, Trey Young, man, he's he's unbelievable. Um, you know, I, I this was like an NBA Finals series, and we called this, we discussed this several weeks ago, that if the Nets got into it, we were concerned about, you know, we had that discussion about why we wouldn't like the Nets or root for them. I was rooting for them here. And, uh, you know, I, I just wondered, uh, we wondered both, you know, how would the Nets react getting into a, a long seven-game, six-seven-game series with a team like the Bucks? I think that's who we actually said. And then they wind up playing the Bucks, and it's a grind-out series. And it just seems like a long time ago that those first two games were just blowouts. Didn't they win game two by like 39 points or something like that? How did the Bucks yeah, turn? Yeah, I believe so. How did the Bucks turn this around? Um, everyone's going to point to health. Um, James Harden getting hurt, I think, was a big factor. But also, I'm just going to read this off. Listen to the amount of points that the Nets score from Game Three on: 83, 96, 114, 89, and then the 111 in overtime. Mm. Was that defense? Um, was that defense, you think, by I the Bucs? I think part of that was their defense. Um, I still didn't, like, kind of in the same way that you were talking about the Sixers, I never really felt like Giannis, like, ran away with this. But I mean, he still averaged 30 points a game, averaged 12 rebounds, almost 13. So maybe he just kind of did his thing there. Um but also, I love how the NBA can be a game of inches. Um, Kevin Durant's two-pointer to send it to overtime was wow. so close. But I think also, I I'd, I'd heard that apparently during games, Kevin Durant wears a size 18. But like in real life, he wears a size 17. Oh, wow. And they say like the difference could have been the difference between him making that a three versus a two. Oh, yeah. Just kind of interesting. That is interesting. Wow. Wow. I never heard that. Um, but like, I think also Milwaukee kind of figured out the Nets a little bit. And while you can never really fully shut down a guy like Kevin Durant, you shut down some of the other pieces like Jeff Green, when he was going off, the Nets were fine, but really like they didn't get much from James Harden, even when he was back. Harden, you could tell wasn't healthy. And, um, and they said afterwards that he had a grade two hamstring strain, which like, I know a different sport, but baseball, you're usually out for at least a month or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I think overall with the Nets, they would, they'll say that, well, if we had Kyrie healthy, if we had um, James Harden healthy, they would have been fine. Because you could also tell both of these teams were completely exhausted. Oh, my like, gosh. I love when they showed, yeah. like, the timeouts with, like, Giannis uh, exhausted, Kevin Durant yeah. exhausted. They- um they left great it all on the though. court. Yeah, it was a great series. I mean, Durant showed that, you know, even as he's on the back end of his career, um, he showed that he's just still not just one of the best players today, one of the better players of all time. Um, I think that, that that was just a historic performance, both those games. And, and you're right, the exhaustion. I mean, you look at his last shot, it didn't even hit the rim, you know, because he just yeah. didn't have any legs anymore. <laughs> he, was, he was shot. I mean, you could... You couldn't blame him. I mean, he did everything he possibly could. Um, Kyrie getting hurt was a big deal. Harden playing hurt. 
you know, um, uh, certainly was a big deal. The Nets didn't get, uh, you know, the help from those other players that they had before. Joe Harris didn't do well. Um, Claxton, none of these guys came off the bench and, and played, you know, meaningful minutes. Um, you know, only Brown, Bruce Brown, uh, was the only one that seemed to, you know, he kept hitting those jumpers in the, right there in the paint. But, I, I mean... Listen, the the Nets, I think health is a thing, but Durant and Irving, they just never seemed healthy all year long. And and that's why I said, you know, uh, several weeks back that if they get into a grind-out series with any one of these Eastern teams, particularly the Bucks, it's going to be hard for them to win it. You know, I mean, they just hadn't, hadn't had any sustainable record of them playing together and staying healthy. So maybe next year. I mean, you know, they're all still in their prime. Irving, he's been playing a long time, but he came into the league at 19 years old, so he's still pretty young. Um, But my God, Kyrie misses games for just the drop of a hat. I mean, you know. Um, And I got got to hand it to Harden. He he gave it all he got. He tried to play. You, You could tell he was still hurt, you know, and uh, I mean, and, and Durant was finally healthy, but he didn't really have the help, you know. Yeah. All right. Um, and and that's the other thing. Like, yeah, these guys stay healthy. They're they'll be a favorite next year. They will be. They will be. So, who do you like with Bucks Hawks? I I think I'll go with the Bucks. I don't know if I flat out said this, but I definitely like going into the playoffs. I think I did say I wanted the Bucks. I think, I don't know, it's hard for me to go against Trey Young after all he's done so far, but I don't know. I feel like this is going to be the, this might be the series that we finally see what Giannis can actually do. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going Bucks too, but I got to tell you, man, that Hawks team is just, and this is without a bogey, you know, he did nothing in most of the series against the Sixers and they still they still held on. Um, it, it, it'll be a good series. I, I would say Bucks in six or seven, um, but but that's going to be a long series. Um, so so let's talk about the West. Um, since we last talked, yeah, the Suns got to the, the conference finals. I mean, I, 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 they're, they're just <laughs> they're tough, man. Um, and how about the Clippers though? Let, let's let's give them show them a little bit of love here. Because they take they took out the number one seed without their best player. What were some of your thoughts on the Western Conference series? Um, yeah, I mean you you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, the fact that they were able to win without uh, Kawhi Leonard there, and also who knows when he's coming back, I think is a big deal. Um, but something I had, I had watched a video earlier, and I kind of didn't think about it. Maybe the X factor there is their head coach, Ty Lue. Um, did you know that Ty Lue is 12-1 and one in series clinching games? Didn't know that. Wow. Um, wow. He also apparently has the third best record of any NBA coach ever. Wow. Wow. So, like, and I was always kind of, oh, Ty Lue's okay. Because, um, you know, it's LeBron's team and all. But maybe... Maybe he deserves a lot more love than people are giving him. And the Clippers have never made the even the Western Conference Finals, let alone the NBA Finals. Yeah. Um, so if they can make it, I think 
Um, I think it'll be cool. Really, regardless, I had seen this stat earlier. Uh, so the last time any of the four remaining teams have been to the NBA Finals. Suns, 1993. Hawks, 1974. Or no, Bucks, 1974. Hawks, 1961. And then the Clippers never. So whoever wow. wins it, it's going to be the first time in a while. Wow. Um, wow. But yeah, I think, um, first of all, if... If the Clippers have any shot of beating the Suns, Kawhi has to be healthy. And not not like just on the court. He has to be like 100%. Yeah. Um, this Suns team is on an absolute roll. Devin Booker might have had his his signature game, 40-point triple-double. Um, but, yeah, like I think what the Clippers did, they, they're the first team ever to overcome two 0-2 deficits in a single playoff series, mm-hmm. which to me shows like that resiliency. They were trailing in a lot of games and then came back. Even yesterday, they were trailing by 10 with about two minutes left. Most teams will just mail it in. They got it within two before they couldn't really complete the comeback. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. this team seems different this year. I'm not ready yeah. to say that they're going to beat the Suns. Yeah, but they're def- they're a different team. Yeah, I, I mean, no doubt. And and taking out Utah without Kawhi Leonard, I thought was just unbelievable. I hadn't thought about Ty Lue. I think that's a great great point. He's definitely an underrated uh, coach. I mean, you know, it, it. I love when coaches can prove they can do something in in two different places, and he's certainly you know proving that now, getting his team to the conference finals. I had I I had thought the Hawks had never been to the finals. I didn't realize that's why I had to be the St. Louis Hawks, I guess, nineteen sixty one. Yeah, and you know the Bucks nineteen seventy four. That's so hard to believe because I don't remember a sustained period that the Bucks were a bad team. Seems like they've always had good teams. You know, in like the nineties, they had Ray Allen and and uh, Big Dog Robinson, Glenn Robinson. You know, it seems like they were always like in the conference finals, but they. Never seemed to get over the hump. I remember even in you know the eighties they had Bob Lanier and they had some really good players, Junior Bridgman. Um, so I, that's what Marcus Johnson. That's that's just hard to believe that they've they haven't been to the finals since seventy four. That that was when that was probably Kareem's last year there or one of his last years there, nineteen seventy four. That's that's just crazy. So yeah, I agree. It, it's 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 almost doesn't matter at this point. You know, you, you like to see any of these teams in. I am liking the Suns, I, I, and, and here's why. I mean, we've talked about the Suns for a while, but how they swept Denver. And I think I sent this to you. There was only a five-game difference or a four-game difference between Denver and, you know, I want to say that Denver won 47 games, the Suns won 51. It was something like that in the regular season. So it wasn't yeah for them to go out and sweep them. You know, and, and and Jokic, I just thought, you know, you can't get thrown out of, uh, you know, any game in the playoffs when you're the star player like that, let alone a game where you might go home. But um, I just thought that, man, they that was either some good planning or great coaching, which I think they're getting. But Chris Paul, who, you know, definitely let's hope he's healthy and he plays in this series, I think he will. But... I, so I got to go with the Suns over the Clippers, and I, I'm thinking the Bucks. So Bucks Suns, I think, would be a great, a great finals. You know? Yeah. Um, 
I think a finals appearance for Chris Paul would be like, I don't think many people think that he's not a, like a Hall of Famer. He wins a title, though. He'll definitely be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Giannis is only right now one of only three players to have two MVPs and zero rings. Yeah. So yeah. he's got yeah. a lot to fight for there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would love the Suns and the Bucks, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would also love the Clippers, but also, like, for me, Kawhi Leonard's been in the finals a lot. Like, we've seen him in that stage. I would rather see somebody else there. But also, if he does it with three guys, with three different teams, people will start talking about him like, oh, well, the all-time maybe greats. he can kind of go wherever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the all-time greats. All right, so we've got our predictions. Um, we'll talk more next week. There'll be uh, We'll be well into the conference finals here. Um, it was great seeing hearing Marv Albert call the game uh, on Saturday night. You know, now he's got one more series. It's um, unbelievable that that'll be it. That we won't hear him. You know, calling games yeah. anymore. Uh, it's I mean through through my whole childhood. I mean, uh, from the youngest time I can remember listening to the Knicks, I was listening to Marv Albert. You know, so um, all right, let's shift over to baseball. So it's been an interesting week. In baseball, your Yankees pulling off a triple play to end the game. Yes, and I happened to turn to it, and uh, I'm like, they just and, and Tim and I are talking, and, and I said, Tim, they they just did a triple play. He's like, what? I thought that was just a double play. I was like, no, that was a triple play. That was unbelievable to end the game. Um, some thoughts on your Yankees? Um, well, I said last week I saw some some signs of life. Um, this week they've kind of shown it because yeah they didn't have just one they had two triple plays. Um, their earlier one was a really just a horrible base running blunder by the the Blue Jays, but either way it's it ties an all time record for three in a season. But regardless, um, they swept a very good Blue Jays team and then also came back twice on. Well, now the first place A's, but they've been bumped now from first place because of that. Um, I think one of the biggest things is this team doesn't really look at a deficit like a deficit anymore. Um, they were down 4 nothing on Saturday and come back and win 7-4. Uh, they were down one nothing in the seventh, and they came back. Um, so, like, their offense is starting to look like a legitimate offense, which it hadn't looked for a long time. But I want to really look at a guy that's gotten a lot of hate, a guy that's gotten a lot of criticism, and that's Gary Sanchez. Um, Some big hits. I'm yeah. going to just read these yeah. off. He had, yeah, he had the big hit yesterday, two-run double to uh, give them the lead. And then, obviously, the triple play ended the game. But um, so in his last seven games, he's batting 333, three home runs, six RBIs. Last 15, so roughly about a little over two weeks. 315, five home runs, 12 RBIs. Um, slugging 704 with an on-base percentage of 362. Yeah. So, like, he's, after, like, last year batting well under 200, for most of the early part of this year, batting really low, kind of losing his starting catching job for a second. He's really turned it around. He actually, the last few games, has been batting third, which, like, I think is what the Yankees had envisioned. You have LeMahieu up top and then Judge, Sanchez, and Stanton. But Sanchez just really hasn't been there for, like, almost two years. So 
things are looking good. They still have a little bit of um, an uphill battle. They're still in third place. Um, but also the Rays have struggled recently, so they're only yeah. four games back of them now. Yeah. So yeah. baseball with the long season, there's still plenty of time. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, I'll come back to that in a second, but I'm, I'm glad the Yankees are on a roll here. I thought this was one of their better weeks of the year so far, um, even though the Twins, who knows what's wrong with them. But, um, you know, for them to, to take two out of three from Oakland, that, that that was big. But then going back to it's it's just so funny how in baseball, just a difference a week makes. You know, to Tampa Bay is all of a sudden struggling. I didn't realize they traded Willie Adamas, by the way. I thought he was kind of the heart of that team. But, um, yeah, you know, but they're struggling. Um, and, and the Angels have all of a sudden gotten hot and they've righted themselves. And I, I'd love to see some of those guys in the postseason, you know. Um, and, and I think Joe Madden also being just an outstanding manager, you know, he's finally righting the ship a little bit there. They're finally getting some good pitching and stuff like that. So, that's going to be interesting to watch, but, you know, I'll throw the Mets in the category of what a difference a week makes. I mean, they, they won the first game today, but, um, you know, losing three out of four to, you know, to Washington kind of set them back a little bit. I mean, they, they won three out of four against uh, the Cubs, and then to lose three out of four, it all just kind of balanced itself out. But, you know, that's I think that's the beauty of baseball, though. You know, the season is so long, and you have these these roller coasters, you know, uh, and and I think we that last week was probably a week that just really typified, you know, a lo- what a long baseball season is really about. Yeah, I feel bad for Degrom though. I saw his only hit was really shouldn't have been a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, I didn't see it. I was listening to it on the radio because uh, I was still working. But um, yeah, I, I listen. He's just uh, you know. It's getting ready to be All-Star time. We haven't really talked about that All-Star game too much, um, but we're starting to get close, right? Um, I, I, you know, I'm getting in my inbox, you know, make sure you vote for Lindor and uh, and McCann. I'm like, uh, they don't deserve to go this year. But I'd love to see DeGrom. I, I, I got four players, I think, have a legit chance of making it. All pitchers, though. DeGrom, Walker... Strowman and Diaz, I think all of them have a legit chance of uh, of going. If I would say probably Walker would be the odd person out, or maybe Strowman, you know, because I don't think they'll take four. But first place team, you know. Yeah. Yeah. How about your Yankees? Yeah, who, do you, um, who do you think you have going? I would say right now I'd probably say three. I would say Cole Chapman and Judge. Okay. Um, okay. LeMahieu might get in because of popularity, but really, like, I don't know if anyone stayed healthy long enough. I would love to see a guy like Rochella make it, but I don't think he would. Yeah. I don't think they would vote for him. Yeah, um, he's clutch too. But man. I did. Yeah, he's he's clutch. Yeah, he yeah. um he hit a he had a big hit. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Friday night, but then they ended up losing. But um, another interesting Jacob Degrom stat I saw. Yeah, this was before today because his ERA is lower. But Garrett Cole, who's had a good year, um, I don't think he'd start the All-Star game, but like he's got a sub-250 ERA. If Jacob deGrom gave up 12 straight home runs, he would still have a lower ERA than Garrett Cole. What? That's insane. 
That's crazy. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about Degrom. I mean, just he gets hurt and yet he still, you know, goes out there and he he doesn't miss a turn. I mean, it, it, he's just um, it, it, he's just Superman. You know, I'm wearing a Superman shirt here, yeah. and he's just, you know, um, I just hope it keeps up. This is just going to be a historical season, and and now at least he's got a decent amount of wins. He's seven and two, you know, so at least he can. Um, it's hard to believe that he has two losses, but. Um, at, at least he could, you know, be great to see him win, you know, 15 games or something like that, you know, um, at least, uh, I, you know, we'll see what happens, but it'll be fun to watch him in the All-Star game. He definitely should start, and uh, and, and that'll bring a lot of eyeballs because people will want to see him strike out, you know, like five or six guys if they let him pitch two innings. Hopefully they would, you know. Um, yeah. All right, so baseball, been great. So let, let's go. We got a great question. Um, that I'm going to ask you to go ahead and, and throw in there, and this will be kind of a fun discussion. So what, what's a what's a question that you have? All right. And I can't take credit for this question. Um, this is 100% my wife. Shout out to Shelby. <laughs> Shout out to Shelby. Um, but she had said, because she had seen this, um, name an athlete who doesn't have a jersey, but if they did, you would totally wear it. Yeah. So like, cause a lot of, a lot of the sports we talk about is like, everyone's got a Jersey, whether you're talking like Jacob yeah. DeGrom, yeah. Aaron Judge, Shohei Utani, who has been spectacular this year. Um, but what about, what would be a player that they don't have a Jersey, but if they did, you'd wear it. Yeah. That, that's a great question. I don't know what made her think of that. You know, that was a great question. Uh, so, you know, so we're talking about sports like boxing, golf, tennis, right? We'd be talking about sports like that. Um, I, I, I don't, it's, it's hard, you know, and, and as Christians, right, we don't, we don't judge. And I think he's turned his life around. So I would, I would be on the fence, but I would probably wear a Tiger Woods, you know, jersey. Um, I, you know, I, I think that he's tried real hard. I don't know what happened with that car crash thing. I mean, who knows? Nobody knows. You know, only he knows what happens. He probably was just trying to go too fast, or you know, I, I you know I can't imagine what a debilitating back injury is like, where you always have to take you know pain medication just to get out of bed. You know, which is probably you know some you know his life some days. So I don't I don't want to judge that either. But I, I think I think I'd wear a Tiger Woods jersey. How about you? I got a couple more, but go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say Tiger Woods. Um, also, because we had just talked about her recently, uh, Naomi Osaka kind of shows support for her. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would be okay with that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, part of me would say maybe Michael Phelps, but also I feel like he's kind of weird. <laughs> Doesn't he? Didn't he do something weird? He has, but he, you know, he has a lot of mental health issues. And so he does commercials now for, you know, taking care of your mental health. And so I do admire that he's um, he's sort of been like Kevin Love. He's been very open with some of the uh, mental health issues that he, that he struggled with. But yes, he, I think they found in that tunnel in Baltimore, I think he was doing like 110 miles an hour through it. And then they found him asleep on the side of the road. You know, I think he had taken like pain medication or something like that. He's he's had some stuff, yeah. But um, okay. But I think I, I think that's a good one. Um, 
and you could have the USA, you know, any Olympic folks, you could have the USA, uh, you know, shirt. Um, I'm yeah. going to go, I'm going to go old school boxing. And I don't think there's a current boxer that I'd want to get their jersey. And, and uh, you know, I grew to love Muhammad Ali, but now knowing the life that George Foreman has had and, uh, you know, and I use him as such an example of, of how you can change your life and how he changed and he just transformed. I, I would wear a George Foreman jersey if he had one. You know, um, I, I just think that the guy is, uh, you know, definitely a guy to be admired, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially now this is another Olympic one because, uh, you know, the Olympics are coming up soon. I would, uh, what about Simone Biles? Yeah. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause especially like, and I think I had seen this, um, so, oh gosh, whoever that, was it Paul Logan, the, the YouTuber that went, that boxed um, Floyd Mayweather recently. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. He's gotten he's gotten like a whole bunch of coverage regarding that. Simone Biles like set some kind of record. I believe she won like seven U.S. tournaments or something like that, and like nothing. So yeah, I she you know as I would great, say her as great an athlete as she is. You're right. She doesn't get the credit that you would think, and and she she carries herself very humbly, and you know um, I think that's a good one. Uh, I'll I'll go uh, one other uh, kind of Olympic athlete, and that's Bolt. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, and and uh, he's done a great job marketing himself. I mean, he's just got the name to do that anyway. You know, you're a fast runner. Your name is Bolt. You know, come on. Um, yeah. But uh, but I I you know he's he's a little bit of a showboat. You know, with the lightning bolts and everything. But you know, fans love that stuff these days, especially younger fans, and. He represents, you know, he represents himself extremely well. He he's very brash, a little bit cocky, but I mean, there's there's been nobody that's as fast as this guy. You know, he's just been unbelievable, unbelievable to watch. So um, I I would, if he had a jersey, I would probably wear it. Yeah, um, one other one that I saw. I don't know if I would wear his, but Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he he's done a lot of stuff. He's the um the skier, right? Oh, he's skateboarder. A, oh, he's a skateboarder. Okay, who's the skier that I'm talking about? That that's very famous too. He's kind of got, got red with hair. the red hair, right? Yeah, he's got red hair. Uh, It'll come to us. But Tony Hawk's a good yeah. one. Yeah, he he does uh he he does a lot, man. He's um yeah yeah um and it's interesting because uh. I I think he's more known now uh, as like the guy because he's been he's been kind of open about like people not recognizing him in public. Right. Like right. he said one time that. Uh, the recording has stopped. So so he was saying that he was upset that people didn't recognize him. Yeah, he um, one time he was trying to rent a car and they deleted his uh, application because they thought it was fake. Um, and one time he was going through TSA and he shows his ID. It's like, Oh, Tony Hawk, like the skateboarder. It's like, yeah, I wonder what that guy's up to nowadays. And he says <laughs> this, didn't recognize him at all. So. 
right, I'll give you two real quick from tennis. Roger Federer. Again, not knowing much about tennis, but the guy just dominated the sport for a long time. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love the way he carries himself. He always um, speaks highly of other players. You know, whenever he loses, he's, whenever he wins or loses, he just seems to be very humble. Uh, she can be a little bit odd sometimes, but I think one of the greatest athletes of all time is Serena Williams. You know, um, yeah. I, I just think that she's probably over the years had that um, had that combination of strength and speed that is very rare for a female tennis player. And I bet she could beat a lot of the guys. I, there's no doubt in my mind, you know, that she could beat a lot of the guys. Um, you know, and, and, and this is a, a, a kind of a Christian thing that we understand as, as Christians, right, to, to not judge and everything like that because we're not in people's shoes, right? Those are some lessons that we learn very early on in our walks. And, you know, with Serena sometimes, she's not the most pleasant person in the world and you know, sometimes she, um, you know, she could snap at reporters. I mean, she had that incident where, you know, she snapped at the uh, the judge. But, you know, we just don't know what it's like to walk in her shoes, you know, as a, as a female black athlete that the spotlight is just totally on, you know. Um, and, and so I got to take all that out and give her a little bit of a pass. You know, but if you look at what she's done on the tennis court, I mean, she still, I think, is one one uh, one away from the record, I think, of uh, of winning these major, you know, tournaments. And so hopefully she'll get that. But she's just been I mean, she's kind of transcended the sport. You know what I mean? So I, I would I would wear one of her jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You got anybody else? No, that's all I got. Okay. No, no MMA, right? We're not into the mixed martial arts. <laughs> no. Those Some people would probably say Conor McGregor, but... Oh, Conor McGregor. Oh, my gosh. I try to like him, but I'm sorry. You know? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. And so we've got some big things happening over this next week with... As we start to get into the conference finals... Baseball getting into uh, you know the the tail end of June. Got a few teams that might be in that June swoon that that we used to always talk about. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Like the Tampa needs to right the ship. Um, you know, otherwise they're going to find themselves you know outside looking up if the Yankees get hot and the Red Sox get hot again. Um, you know, so we'll we'll see what happens. The Cardinals in a little bit of a June swoon. So Brewers have gotten hot. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's gonna get it's gonna be interesting. So uh, let's get the music going back here, and Kenny, take us out. All right, this is Kenny Squared Ed. Kenny, with sports on the positive tip, we will see you guys next week. Absolutely, we'll talk to you later. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.